0: Job chapter 7, verses 6 and 7. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and they come to an end without hope. Remember, O God, that my life is but a breath. My eyes will never see
1: happiness again. It's good to remember that um, many have said that Job is one of the oldest uh, books in the entire Bible, one Mm -hmm. of the first written I don't know that as a fact, but I've heard it many times from people who seem to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think that this, I mean, one of the things that blocked me as a younger guy uh, in terms of the Christian faith and kind of elevated uh, secular considerations in my own life and my own thinking uh, was the fact That we were all under the impression, mostly because of technology and communications, uh, that life started kind of around the time we were born. Mm -hmm. And that there's no real history to any of it. Uh, Movies were kind of an example uh, where the early movies were, um, they ran too fast. And so it was almost comical, but you would see these moving images, but they were moving like three times uh, normal pace if you're Mm -hmm. just walking. And then black and white. Uh, These were impressions young people have of a previous world. So they're in the new world, a world that is filled with promise and so on and so forth. And there's no real connection to what has come before. And yet we talked about the other day that the Bible is over 3,000 years old in terms Mm -hmm. of the early books, probably Job being one of them. And one of the the things I I think about, or one question I ask, okay, tell me everybody, in the last 300 years, how much has human nature changed? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you go to Proverbs, for example, or any of the wisdom books in the Old Testament, or the entire Old Testament, forget the 2,000 years uh, uh, in terms of the Christian era, but thousands of years ago, the issues were all exactly the same as the issues we all face as individuals today. There's no difference. There's no difference. We haven't evolved. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You, you noticed and focused on that line, my days are swifter than mm. a weaver's shuttle. Mm. The, the line that stood out to me in this uh, passage from Job 7, or at the end when Job says, my eyes will never see happiness again. He wow. makes this declaration, my eyes will never see happiness. Now we know the end of the story. We actually know he's wrong. There is a total restoration of his life at the end of the story. But I love the fact that that that's still in the Bible, right? He, He says this declaration, my eyes will never see happiness again. And it reminds me of, you know, doubting Thomas in the New Testament in John chapter 20, when he says, unless I see his hands in his hands, the mark of his nails, And place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. (laughs) Job says, I'll never see happiness again. And Thomas says, I will never believe. And, uh, you know, just a couple of verses later, Thomas is saying, My Lord and my God, because Jesus is gracious to appear to him and let him see and place his fingers in those wounds. But the Bible, if the Bible was written in a way, to kind of, you know, scrub it clean of any doubt or struggle or weakness, these phrases wouldn't be in there. You know, it wouldn't, Job wouldn't, we wouldn't know that Job said, I'll never, my eyes will never see happiness again. And I just love the fact that it's all in there. We can have these honest cries, these laments. It's okay to cry out. I'll never love again. I'll never get a job again. It sounds really whiny and pathetic when you first hear it, but you know what? God's big enough. Just go ahead and declare that. You're probably going to be wrong. Watch him prove you wrong. Trust him, but it's okay to, to just let it out like Job did. Let out the lament or or make that skeptical declaration like Thomas did. And then watch as God shows up and
1: blesses you with the truth. You know, in the uh, after the service yesterday, Don, um, who, was, who was an English professor and mm-hmm. he's been in our Bible study, is working on a book. I, I shouldn't say this publicly, but he'll get mad at me. Um, <laughs> however, I found the idea of the book intriguing, mm-hmm. in that because we're we're talking about. Well, how do we get out of this frame of mind where the world is just a ton of bricks on top of us and there's no escaping it? You know, I'm never going to be happy. Mm. And the answer uh, he, he's writing this based on people that have maybe later in life, uh, you know, not, just, not as kids, but actually discover the Bible and they start reading in Genesis or they start reading in, you know, Matthew or wherever. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, at some point, it may be not overnight. Uh, there's a revelation
0: mm-hmm.
1: that the word of God actually reaches their heart and their minds, and they start seeing the world to- in a totally different perspective. And when you were talking, uh, and I think we've t- said this b- before, but in Isaiah. Um, you know, and it kind of picks up on the Job passage. It says the grass withers, the flowers fade when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. That's that's Isaiah 40. It's also in, I believe in first Peter, he quotes it. Yeah. it's it's just the eternal nature of the biblical narrative is there for everybody, mm-hmm. and there's a piece of it that is that is going to speak directly to you if you will allow it, mm-hmm. and that sometimes means devoting real time, real time in a limited life because we have a limited amount of time uh, to discover who we really are, and where our, our friendships really lie hmm, right. because they, because they they they, re, they rely they they exist in a connection to Jesus and to God through the holy spirit and it changes everything